Hello. Hello, ho, 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 hello, and welcome to our Grotto of Horror on this week's Ashes of Horror. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Cheesy, I know, I know, but I thought it kind of suits the vibe. It's Christmas! And we're also in tier four, <laughs> which means we're in like lockdown part three. Uh, so that kind of suits a horror podcast, I feel. Uh, so yeah, we're in like a whole new tiering system. We went from like three to four in a week. So that's uplifting. How are you guys? Survived. I'm I. I'm I. <laughs> as yeah. I as can be in tier four. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a grim set of circumstances. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Christian, so I'm not upset about Christmas being cancelled. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I just, I I just feel sorry I for agree. everyone else. I don't feel sorry for anyone else, bar humbug, you know. I'm sure I'm very sorry to cause any inconvenience, Mr. Scrooge, but I am expected, as it were. Yeah, fair. I agree. I feel bad for like some of the old people. Yeah, my heart. Oh yeah, sure, sure. It's not about the kids. The old people. A lot less turkeys will be killed, and. So I reckon same amount. No, I reckon same amount. People nah, still get fam. more. Maybe even more. That's I reckon bad. even more. I reckon even more because you're not having Christmases together. So you're having your own turkey. <gasps> you're not sharing a turkey. Turkey's a dry bird. I don't know why anyone the tur- wants to eat turkey. <laughs> the the turkey dry. genocide is still happening. Is <laughs> turkey genocide. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not just turkeys, you know, you've got pigs in blankets. Pigs in blankets. Oh! I would never. Chickens Crime. are getting... Criminal. As a Muslim, I detest. <laughs> As a Muslim, that is so criminal. It's a no-go. It's a it's no-go. A no, no. Any, any, like... What else? Cranberry uh, sauce is my... basically jam. Oh, grim. Jam. Grim. It's yeah, so cranberry jam. jam. Cranberry jam. I'd eat yeah. cranberry jam, but I wouldn't have cranberry sauce with my yeah. meat. No, no, I mean, no you, have, you have it with a bit of brie, and you know, they do the cram and brie and brie sandwiches. Like, well, bit, gross. Well, gross. Well, really? I'm vegan, I wouldn't even eat brie. Yeah. Sorry. Same. I agree. I had deep fried brie. That That's was another Deep level. fried? Oh. That sounds disgusting. Deep fried. Anything deep fried is Sounds so like much. No, it isn't. Deep fried Mars bars. Deep fried so Mars bar is absolutely vile. And Snickers. Deep fried Ugh, Snickers. Yeah, it no, sounds like why? a heart disease in a bar. Yeah. I know it is. It's something like, like 2,000 calories or something in one bar. Like, the, the apparent, like, risk or the likelihood of having a heart attack after one, it, like, doubles. You're lying. It's really... Fuck. No, seriously, it's like, a, it's like a genuine, like, health... It's like, it's a Scottish... I was going to say, isn't it from the thing. North? The North North. Squatland. Yeah, and you you have it with an iron brew. God, that just sounds so healthy. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) So you've got Mars bars, you've got iron brew and free tampons. Scotland's winning. Yeah, Scotland is winning. And they have the SMP as well. They get free tuition as well. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. it is. I think it is now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Should move. Well, we're not allowed in Scotland. Well, we are allowed in Scotland. But to live there, every other country's banned mm. us. To live there, be cold. I think for good reason we've been banned. <laughs> I'd ban us if I was me. <laughs> well, it was last time. I know, like British tourists ruined. Uh, was it uh, 
Oh, God. Uh, New Zealand, Lachlan, last time when they were just about to come out of it, and then two Brit UK tourists just recontaminated everybody. Go! 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 In it, like, just hold your horses, yeah. stay at home. It's not that bad. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I was, again, quite looking forward to when I found out that we're going into Tier 4. It was, I was so happy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not been snowing as well. <laughs> It's not been that cold. It's not been that cold this Christmas. We did have that super conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, but we couldn't even see it because we we're in London and the uh, fucking pollution, clouds. Yeah. I really hope all the people that um, you know said they were going to get superpowers got superpowers that day. And darts cannot harm me. My wings are like a shield of steel. Oh, yeah. Same. I haven't actually seen anybody though. I can't. Like, I've been hoping I could see people flying around <laughs> out the window or something, but <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> or maybe it's like internalized human, like compartmentalized human powers. Maybe like IQs have gone up. You know what I mean? By, maybe, by maybe one point. <laughs> by one point, yeah. But yeah, by one point. By one point. Like that one point from like commoner to genius, maybe. Uh, just a few things. Uh, last two episodes, uh, I might have sounded quite miserable. That's because I had to redo the audio because of the because of my headphones I got ripped off, ripped off on. Uh, so if I sound miserable, it's not because I hate doing this because it was like four in the morning and I was just sick of the sound of my own voice. So that won't happen this week, we hope. But apart from that, I think we're all back up tech-wise. Tech <laughs> there should be no issues. With also, we, we figured out we figured out the rating system. A great success. We did. Really? Yes, we did. We're going to do it now. now oh, gonna... yeah? Well, do you want to explain it to everyone and me? Yeah, so we're going we, to rate it in four numbers. No, no half numbers, no point five, but we're going to rate it out of five. We're going to add three scores. And then you divide it by three, you get an average. Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three. Quick maths. And then retrospectively, we'll put it on our Instagram as well when we've put up the the and Twitter when we put up the film. We'll give it how many skulls? We'll give it one skull, two skull, three skull, four skull, five skull. I see. I see. Yeah, Ooh, we, can't, we can't do half because no one knows how to edit half a skull. Yeah, I, yeah I, <laughs> that's that's the problem. You can't do half a skull. That's, that's cool. so that's sad. Cool. I love doing the five point eight this film or like Same, a 7.2 like i love you can't do point two of a skull can i you? love i love the freedoms in that but you could do i know what you mean because like if you give like a film that like a four star film a three star film and you give it the point five then you can kind of go well, <clears> you <throat> know yeah. sometimes films aren't a whole number you know it? what i mean but we'll work yeah we're just gonna have to ra- we're gonna have to round up or round down ah uh, yes i like this idea. yes i like run yeah rounding up rounding down oh did you hear about mgm no Oh, that they're selling. They're their going studio. on. They've got yeah, up for sale, and they're probably all their films as well, and their streaming stuff. I bet Disney's gonna Is buy it. They, that, that's probably, what people are saying. Probably. Apple tried to buy it. Apple. Tried Apple. To, Nike. A few years Google. Back. Apple tried to buy it a few years back and uh, didn't it fell through. But now, yeah, they they declared bankrupt in 2010, and now they've got some weird parent company that are just trying to like shoot it off. But they haven't. They haven't been. They haven't been making money recently, and uh, they were meant to release Bond this year. They couldn't release Bond. Bond. James Bond. That's so sad. The death of cinema is near us. The lion. That lion that goes. (gasps) (gasps) That is iconic. I bet they're gonna replace it with like Mickey Mouse or some shit, saying 
or the the, the pig going that's all folks that's all folks Oh that's gonna, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be instead yeah, of the lion. Yeah. Porky. Could you mind you get that before a Bond Porky movie? Pig. That would be so, like, jarring. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not Porky Pig. R.I.P. Cinema. R.I.P. Doesn't bode well. Does not bode well. Does not bode well. Yeah, that's, that. that's for news. <laughs> Very sad news during this festive time. Uh, so this week's episode, if you haven't guessed... Because it's Christmas, we thought we would do one on Christmas. <gasps> and keeping in, I guess, the theme, we're also, you know, we're going to do it with, you know, underexplored, underseen, undervalued, you know, because that's, I guess, our USP, really. Mm. Um, so, did, what were your guys' movies that didn't make the final cut? The final cut. I, I really, my favourite Christmas film is Nightmare Before Christmas. And it is a spook, and it's a spooky one, so it's fitting for the podcast. But it's too known for us to talk about. That's all I'm gonna say. That's fair. That's 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 perfect logic. That's perfect logic. It's also a good Halloween movie as well. It's two films. In for it the just crosses over the winter time so perfectly. <laughs> it's the it's Tim Burton. Well done for that. You know, so you. That's true, yeah. He did kind of carve his, his mark. Yeah, it's very much his, like, stamp. I love him for his claymation. Hate him for his remakes of all the chocolate factories, the Alice in Wonderlands, I mean, I like that. Garbage, I mean, I like that. garbage, garbage, garbage. Still haven't seen, um... God, what was that one with Christoph Waltz where he played the painter? The penguin. The painter. The painter, the painter. It's not starry eyes. It's something, like... Irrelevant. We watched. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It. We watched uh, Batman Returns in cinema. Meow. When cinemas were briefly reopened again, that is a great Christmas movie. Not a horror movie, not a horror movie, but a great Christmas movie. A great Christmas film. Danny, Danny DeVito. Danny wow. DeVito, I love your work. He plays the hell out of the penguin. Like, he didn't. Oscar worthy performance, honestly. I'm surprised he didn't get a penguin is a bird that cannot fly. I am a man. I have a name. Oswald Cobblepot. It's true. It's true. Even those penguins, that's the supporting cast, you know. You know what? I only realized until the end of the film that they weren't real. The entire No, a lot of them are real. They are. They are. No, I they can't. So. They can't be real. They can't be real when they're like lowering him, lowering him into the fucking underground. They're not like, lowering him. He's sli- yeah. they're like the Undertaker. He's sliding. That's actually a really emotional scene. It is it's, really emotional. It's still, it's still like, oh my, because he was just a misunderstood like gothic. Archive. He was a you know, product it, of society. He is a product of society. I mean, he was thrown into like a river by his parents at birth. Only because he was like his hand. And he was raised by the penguin. Webbed and, you know, it's a bit sad. Only his hands were different. And then he was raised by penguins. Didn't think he'd end up like, I don't think underground penguins would raise an evil don, but somehow penguins (laughs) might be evil. Because of that. You know what I mean? Like, what animal would someone need to be raised by to turn out to be a nice guy? But this guy just turned out to be kind of like bitter. I feel elephants would would, would install Aww, a sense of morality. Yeah, elephants. 
you do arrive. But I didn't think penguins were that. Penguins were evil until watching that film. Well, maybe it was like because he was. Like he was the evil resentful. one. The penguins weren't yeah. evil. He was just resentment of the upper world. I see. I see. Fair. Fair. But yeah, other great Christmas movies: Gremlins. Gremlins. What a Black classic. Christmas. The original. Original one. Black Christmas. Really by the original. Yeah. Uh, Child's Play. Yes, that is briefly Christmas. Varencella Santaria. Oya Shango. Lenya Makumba. Give me the power, I beg of you. Deep Red. We were we were talking. We were about just this. talking about this. Yeah, it has very brief flashbacks of Christmas. But they're important. They are important to the films. <laughs> and American Psycho. There is a yes. Christmas. Yes. 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 Quite true. Yeah. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. Hey, Paul! Ah! Two other films which aren't horror films. I've got It's a Wonderful Life and your favourite, Die Hard. Yeah. What? That's Kozan's favourite. <laughs> the Grinch... Well, oh, the Grinch, the Grinch yeah. who stole Christmas, and I'm not even talking about the Jim Carrey one, which I do like. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. But the original animated. Animated, yes. Talking of anime, yeah. have you guys seen Tokyo Godfathers by Sa No, but I've been by told Satoshi Kon. That's my favorite Christmas film. Oh wow! Okay. It's, it's a Christmas film for sure. Doesn't seem like it, but oh, cool. it is. <laughs> Rated X. The nightmare began with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Need a ride, Santa Claus? Oh, no, not exactly. <laughs> But it isn't over yet. In fact, the ultimate nightmare is about to begin. All over again. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Hey, you little bastard! All Ricky ever wanted was a little kindness. Very, very naughty. And all he ever got was pain. Revenge. And this time, Garbage Day! He's going to get <laughs> Step by step, weapon by weapon. <laughs> victim by victim. Terrorist coming home, and he's all grown up. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. I've got a present for you. A terrifying suspense shocker you've been waiting for. <laughs> Last time it thrilled you. This time, Bingo! it'll kill you. Silent Night Releasing Corporation presents. Silent Night, Deadly Night, 
part two. And that was a trailer for Silent Night, Deadly Night, part two. We're saving this film for the sequel, uh, not for, for the Christmas episode. We did a sequels episode and I was fit. This was in the back of my mind, but I knew we were going to do a Christmas episode. So I waited. Released in 1987, uh, directed by Lee Harry. Um, I don't think he's done any other, I don't know of any of his of films, but this is definitely a cult classic. More of a black comedy compared to the original Silent Night film starring people that I don't think ever got to act ever again because probably of this film made on a shoestring budget and originally the studio the producers were like we want you to do a sequel of the first film but we basically want you to just re-edit most of the footage from the first film anyway the 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 director and writer were like we've surely got to film some additional scenes and eventually they did, but it wasn't enough for a feature-length film. So they had to have, like, almost half the film is for the first film. And there's about 10 minutes of credits. Because you've got credits from the first film and you've got credits from the second film. Uh, <laughs> I think it literally is at least 40 minutes of the first film is in this film. And it's uh, about 88 minutes in length. And about 10 of those minutes are credits. It's a bit of a weird one, but this film is, it's bloody brilliant. It, it's on the, 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 the thin line of so bad, it's bad, and so bad, it's good. But it's on the side of so bad, it's good. And it's, it's got replay value. Normally, sometimes when you watch a film and it's so bad, it's good. It's like, this was bad and I was laughing at it, but I don't think I can watch it again. I, I can watch this movie over and over again. It is so good. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. And maybe people don't know the film, but I can guarantee you there is one scene in it that almost everyone has seen if you have mm-hmm. access to YouTube. Two words. Garbage day. Garbage day? Huh? No! <laughs> Just iconic. The lead up to that scene is incredible. The payoff is so, so worth it like that that scene uh has been on so many like super cuts and like uh compilation videos on youtube or like worst death scenes in films but honestly it actually should be on the best death fe- scene that's one of the greatest death scenes in in movie history it's so bizarre and it's absolutely hilarious the actor playing so the fir- the first film is about billy when he was young, witnesses his parents murdered by a Santa Claus. And then him and his brother, uh, Ricky, move into an orphanage. They're, they're raised by nuns. And the Ted nun, Mother Superior, is horrible. And she's strong on discipline, low on sympathy. And she drills into the idea of being like pure and about sin and punishment. So he grows up to be a fucked up kid. She and one of the other nuns is like, oh, he's look at him, he's still traumatized. And the head nun is like, no, I don't believe it. It doesn't give him an excuse to be naughty, whatever. And on his 18th birthday, she gets him a job to work at a supermarket, uh, not a supermarket, a, a mall, a, sh- a shopping mall as a Santa Claus. 
I mean that like so Evil. obviously this is gonna traumatize him. And on the night, then then they're doing a Christmas party that night, and he goes on a, a killing spree, kills his co-workers, and tries to find Mother Superior. Goes to the orphanage and gets killed by the police. And then he's like to the kids in the orphanage, "Don't worry, you're all safe now. Santa's gone." Sad, tragic ending to a decent horror film with good kills. Well, anyway, if you haven't seen the first film, that is all summarised in the first 40 minutes of the second film. Ricky is now in a mental institution himself and he's giving an interview and basically describing how he got there, his brother's story, and eventually goes on to his story, how he got into a mental institute. And when he was 15, he killed at least a couple people. So he got put into an asylum. It's very funny because there's a flashback of when he's 15. So he's 18, supposedly meant to be 18 in the movie. I think the actor playing him is about 20. He looks old, actor. He looks like he'll be 25. He looks old, yeah. He looks 21, like he looks 22, 20. 21, Americans 22. Americans always do that, though. 18-year-old. But anyway, when, when there's a flashback of him being 15, you would think you wouldn't even need a different actor if he's meant to be playing an 18-year-old, 15-year-old. Anyway, the cat actor that's playing him when he's 15 is 24. But that guy who plays him as 15 is at least three years older than the actor that's playing him when he's older. Um, yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. But anyway, he's telling his story about how he gets in there. In his mind, he still wants revenge on Mother Superior and he's going to try and get it. This is honestly such a hilarious movie. It's definitely a black comedy. It's definitely a black comedy. The actor was saying he was getting like, contrasting um, direction from the director and the writer and the producers. Like he thought he was going to play like a cold killer and it's going to be another horror, like a serious like horror film. One of them was being like, no, I want you to be more like Freddy Krueger and tongue in cheek. And like the other guy was also like encouraging to be more over the top. That someone actually tracked like counted the amount of times his eyebrows go up and down oh cool okay yeah and when he's, he's so uh, overly animated you. it's hilarious like you think that, that's you exactly it yeah that's exactly it according to someone's estimate it's at least 130 times let's take shots for every time I, he raises I, his eyebrows could be a new drink <laughs> it's so because they act more than him the the comic timing of everything is just so funny the script is so funny and i have I just can't believe when we watched it together, I didn't know what we were watching and Kozan just goes, oh, let's watch this, uh, you know, let's watch this really interesting uh, horror film. It's kind of Christmassy. And I was like, okay, I'll sit through it. I'll sit through it. Watching it. It's ridiculous. I'm laughing. And then it gets to the scene, the iconic scene, the pinnacle of the movie. Garbage day. Garbage day? Huh? No! And that's when I lost it. That's when I absolutely was like, how dare you make me sit through this entire film just for this one scene? But it was worth it. It was fucking great. <laughs> it's so much fun. I, I think it's, it's probably hilarious. better than the first one. It's so much better. It's so much better. And if you, and it, even if it, it has all the best bits of the first one and the second one anyway, but the script is just good. And, and it, like, honestly, the way Eric Freeman plays um, Rookie Caldwell is so so good and a lot of good there's about at least 20 kills 20 death count and some, some really like really? Uh, that much? good kills some really good kills on yeah creative when kills. ricky goes on, on a rampage umbrella. he goes on a rampage 
He does. He does. It's the bit where he stabs the guy with the umbrella and then he walks out of frame and then seconds later it starts raining. <laughs> and I don't know how much... You were saying it was a dark comedy. I don't know how much of it was intended or it kind of became that way. Even near the end where he tries to take revenge on someone on a character who remain nameless, the door number is 666. Even yeah. when he goes... Yeah. Did you see? Did you notice? Yeah, that? I know yeah. that. And even yeah, obviously the they're the person per- trying to stalk... Yeah, Mother Superior, they did that on the purpose. The head nun lives in a fucking house and the door number is called 666. That woman is evil. She, she's the main villain. She she actually does deserve to die in this film. But even at the end where like the reason both these characters are sort of like disturbed, you know, even where she gets pushed out the wheelchair, she falls down the stairs and just it happens that there's another wheelchair next to just where she fell. <laughs> so she gets back in the wheelchair and he's going around the house going, I'm not scared if you come out while this guy's got an axe and she's just this old woman in a wheelchair. Incidentally, what was the makeup on her face? Because she's got, she's scarred. I think she was just old. No, no, I think she was just old. <laughs> wow. Adrian. You know, sometimes, no, when some people get old and you see that they're... The blood like coming to their face and their face is a bit purple. Like white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah but she had like and full on scars though. It looked like burns. No, it happened. It it's was. called something veins, varicose veins. You can get them when you're old, like especially like if you're pale skinned, where your skin is thin, ah. you'll get it on your nose, your thighs. Bro, just look at an old white person, you'll see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. Uh, but yeah, so many great like cheesy one-liners in this film. Like so many great catchphrases. Punishment. There are naughty. Just the so- amount of times he's nice. wait. Say it. Say naughty the way he says naughty in the film. Naughty. 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 Punishment. <laughs> it's wait, like he's a child. The they were naughty. Billy wasn't naughty, but they were. It's naughty. So- <laughs> also, like as someone else has pointed out, like how does he know how he wasn't there when Billy was doing all these killings? But he know he like describes them in such avid detail. Like, surely Billy wouldn't have had time to like do the killings, call his little brother, and be like, "Hey, I just did this, this, and it went down like this." Maybe he sent him a letter. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe it's well, shared trauma. Maybe, but they're not Possibly. twins. Yeah. Possibly. But even in the scene at the end where he loses it and they're watching a film, the film they're watching is the first act of the first movie. Yes, it's incredible. Just, but it makes no sense because and none no, of them are so in it. Good. And it's, it's so the good. Film now no, him. It's so good. No, because he's already triggered. He's already been triggered. No, I know, I know, I know. But it's just funny. The, the one scene of the film where he can't possibly no, be in it. No, but remember, when she's like, she's like, uh, oh, uh, let's leave. Let's, I will, let's leave. And he's like, no, I'm beginning to like this picture. It's yeah, yeah, it's so meta. It's so good. It's so good. And even like the the people like in the cinema that are like meant to be like I don't know the the naughty people in the in the cinema and he's like this movie's so bogus and he keeps turning around to his friend and just like shouting about it's so good it's so good it's so good it's it's honestly as good as the room like just it's a lot yeah out. yes so bad it's good it's it really is what it's one of the best of like so bad so good like it's up there with the room yeah you can see why this is like a got a cult following this but not enough it should have even more of a cult following i'm telling you this film is so good also i think well it's a good cocaine movie 
That's a great term for it. Cocaine. Cocaine. Thank you. He's definitely on something. It's just insane. Just hyper. It's it's the best bad. It's the best worst film I've seen since um. Glenn Danzig's Verotica, and that's saying something. That was appalling. Verotica. Yeah, so it's based on it's like based on these erotic comic books. Oh. Written by this like singer who was in the Misfits and then formed his own band called Danzig, and it's like three short stories. And one is about a woman who has eyeballs for nipples, and they cry, and this albino spider takes over her mind, and he goes out like like molesting women. It's really God. Ter- it's, ter- it's on Shudder. It's on shut. It's not anywhere near as dark as it sounds because it's so badly put together. But it's terrible. But it's the same level of, oh my God. We, Me and Cos watched a terrible film on Shudder. Terrible but great. It was, yeah. Maybe we'll speak about it at the uh, end. Satan's Blade. I honestly think we might have to talk about it in, in a future episode. But I was going to say, Eric Freeman as Ricky Caldwell is definitely my top five um, uh, performances in a horror film. It's so up there. It really is. It's up there with the guy from freaking Pet Cemetery. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Sometimes, dead is better. <laughs> no, no, what you're thinking. Yeah, it's great. Hilarious. It's an easy, fun watch. Highly recommend it. What are people's ratings? What are we going to rate this film? I'm going to give it a four because it's so fucking good. But obviously, it's not a perfect film because... I mean, it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. it's, it's you know. so bad. It's, it's so bad that it makes good, it yeah. great. It's so bad yeah. that it makes it great. Yeah. yeah. I'd give it a four as well. And Paolo, what are you four, four, four. So it's fours all round. That's, that's Quattro, quattro, quattro. So is it six? We're giving it six? Huh? Overall. Yeah. We're no, giving it six overall. No, it's four overall. Oh, is that a five? Yeah, 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 yeah. Four overall. Yeah, ignore me, ignore me, ignore me. Wait, where did you go to school for that to make six? I don't even ask. Because I was going at four, at four, at four, twelve, and then divide twelve, and then divide twelve by two to find the average. Oh wow! Ignore me. Ignore, me. Ignore me. Ignore me. We can just cut all this okay, out. Okay. No, no, leave it in. No, leave the it working at the work. It in. If you it. want to know the workings out, four, three fours are sixteen, and then we divided that by three equals four. But you didn't. Even yes. Yeah, that yeah. Because it was all fours. You don't even have to go with it. <laughs> That, Basically, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly. If everyone it. gave it a Quick. four. It's gonna be a four. Quick math. <laughs> I failed math. That was the one thing I failed at school, as you can tell. To watch Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, it's available to stream on Amazon Prime. Um, it's a ve- uh, that's the only streaming service available on, but you can buy it. It's available to buy on Google Play, YouTube, uh, and Apple TV, and the Sky Store. So if you've got Sky Movies, you can buy it about two ninety nine. But otherwise, if you've got Prime Video, Amazon Prime, you can stream it for free. We finally found something else than just playing rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. A storing what? We are standing on the biggest burial mound in the world. I know how to do it.
have Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. Santa is going to find out who is naughty or nice. And that was the trailer to the 2010 movie Rare Exports. A Finnish fantasy horror movie directed by Jolani Hendler, who also directed Big Game with Samuel Jackson and Oni Tumali, who was also in this film. Set at the base of Mount Kuravaktanin, Rare Exports follows a young son, Pravoti, played by previously mentioned Oni Tamali, and a hunter father, Ranuli, played by Yorman Tumali, who, with the help of family friends, must survive Christmas night after Krampus and his elves are uncovered. Based upon a Swedish commercial company short movie called Rare Exports Inc., which you can watch on YouTube still, which follows three men who are on the hunt for a wild Santa Claus in the forest. After an online premiere, the film and director received positive reviews. Funding was given for a short sequel called Rare Exports Official Safety Instructions, which came out in 2005. After a few years, that allowed both shorts to gain a small cult following. The director and producer went to producers for a potential funding for a third short film to conclude the Rare Exports series, explaining the origins of Krampus. However, by the end of the meeting, the director left with the funding for a feature-length version of Rare Exports. The Finnish film was released in 2010 in December all over the world to positive reviews by critics and public alike, and still, after 10 years, maintains 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, to start off, the film is wonderfully and fully realised, all through and through. The director has a firm grip on the ideas and themes throughout this entire film, and, and shows them off fantastically confident. The tone throughout the entire film is pitch perfect, walking a fine balance between black comedy and fantasy horror, along with an ever-present offbeat wackiness. The film definitely walks to the sound of its own rhythm. Even down to the film and the characters involved, the film plays the action completely straight-faced. There isn't any nudge-nudge-wink-wink moment. This fact alone separates the film and puts it, I think, in the annals of cult movie history. Little quirky details help lend the film a lot of personality. Like the whole bit with the gingerbreads, where all the way through the film they're just eating gingerbreads upon gingerbread men. Even little set pieces, such as when the dad at the beginning is making a makeshift trap, it all comes back into the end of the film and kind of has a nice little 100% 360 meetup. Uh, it's just a very imaginative film, and this comes into even the location of the film, where the film is set in Lapland and is apparently the home of Krumpmus himself, or Father Christmas. So in a sense, this kind of does feel like the ultimate Santa film, almost like an origin story. The innovation of the film is also in the budget. Funny fact, actually, this film had the same budget as Sharknado. So I think fair play to this film for, for really kind of 
building up this really grand portrait of, of this world and these characters, which there are only about five characters in the film, but you feel that the entire town is infected and has this uh, air of, of, of dread throughout the entire film. The amazing thing is the cinematography and the spectacle, especially in the last act. Oh, it can really hold its own, I think, up against any Hollywood uh, action movie. A similar things that this film specifically reminded me of was a Stephen King book, meets maybe Steven Spielberg's, and all the actions in the film are done through the eyes of children. The children in this film are actually more in tune to what's going on and how to resolve the potential outbreak of a demon Santa Claus. A quote from the director has said, uh, this is a film where children are the adults and more people should listen to children more often. I think this statement, it's alone, is baked into the very soul of the film. And this now leads us on to the acting. Every actor in this film is on point. Everyone is so likable. Everyone from the kid performance, from um, Oni Tomali, to the dad, to I think a guy called Renano Juvenon, who plays Papatrini, who is just a great, almost like redneck. Even the ending has a very political Marxist idea, where at the end they're, they're, they're selling off the evil elves in the film and posting rare exports on it, which I think is, is a comment on how everything in Christmas has just become this one global commodity. For a film with such a low budget and such a simple premise, really at the end hits the nail on the head about how ugly this capitalist consumerist rhetoric has kind of destroyed the real meaning of Christmas. To sum it all up, Rare's Box is a movie for you if you want an off dark B Christmas fantasy that plays out The Thing, directed by Steven Spielberg. What did you guys think? I love the fact that you mentioned it reminded you of The Thing because that is one thing that I thought. And I'm just going to say, I wish this was about when I was a kid because I don't really like Christmas that much because obviously my family never took part in it. But this film was fucking sick. It's got action. (laughs) Wicked, wicked. The kids are amazing. It's actually terrifying. Like, I was actually scared at some points because they don't use, like you said, any sort of, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink horror. But, like, there's so much eeriness going on. And you're kind of like, who is this evil Santa Claus? Also, I love it is based around the kid's experience. And it's the kid is the one who, like, sort of, looks up the history of Santa and he even makes a comment mm. on the Coca like the Santa you know isn't the Coca-Cola one that capitalism has fed to you or he says something like that and I'm like rah go kid <laughs> he's looking up like the folklores and all of the sort of like starting them young starting them young exactly it was good liked it Oh, because there are shot in the book he's reading. There's like shot like the pictures of Santa boiling children, isn't there? Yeah, and like a load like weird demon creatures that are supposedly Santa in the, all of these old folklore that no one talks about because they rebranded him for Christmas, like Coca Cola yes. rebranded Santa. Yes. So this kid's like knows the truth, but because he doesn't want to be bad and be in Santa's naughty book, he doesn't want to cause any trouble. Sorry. To spice it up, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with everything. I don't like this movie. <laughs> At all. I, it had me in the first Boom. half. It had me in the first half. The first half was really good. Um, the beginning's a bit weird when it's like in English and I thought, oh, is this going to be like one of that that Nazi horror film from Scandinavia? Oh, Dead Snow. Dead Snow. Oh, it's no. really similar to the acting. Wow. And and then and then it's, it's like, it's good. And it's like following the kids and it's like a mystery. And as the mystery is unraveling more and more, I just thought it got dumber and dumber and worse and worse. I like the ki- the focus on the kids. I like that the pe- the the elders were like all trying to keep everything hush hush, and they were like almost clueless. But yeah, the long the second half really lost me. Also, where are the women in this film? 
there was <gasps> women in this room. That's true. Where oh are the wives? Where are the mothers? It's not explained. That's, That's so true. true. No, the mum died. I think the mum, it's, it's mentioned that the mum dies briefly. Yeah, That's why I think what? it's quite similar to the thing. And then his the friend's mum? No in, in the and the that's, other why they only eat, that's why they're only eating gingerbreads, because the dad, the, the, the they kid can't goes, cook. oh, um, no, but mm. he burns the ham, like, in all the, oh, I'm not going to give no spoilers, oh, but Christ, something yeah, bad happens, something bad happens, thinking bad happening to the dad, he's getting frustrated, he tries to cook a Christmas ham, he burns the thing, he's like, fuck it, I'll just make gingerbread, and the mm. son's like, oh, it's not as good as mum used to make them, and then the dad starts mm. crying, so it's implied the mum's Yeah, dead. fair, but the other then mom, there's, no, there's no women, there's no women in the town, it's not just that, like, that. No, that's true. There's no that's women true, in town. Actually. I didn't think about that. But like, yeah, I liked, the, I liked it in the beginning where it's like, oh, what's killing off all their deer and stuff? Yeah, it just really lost me. Also, also at the end, the end, so like the kid's meant to be like the moral character. You're following, meant to be rooting for the kid. It's very, it's not saying that the kid's like a bad in any way. Like it's not trying to imply that. But the ending is the morals are completely fucked. I don't, don't want to give it away. The morals of the end is completely fucked, but it's not. It's really weird. It's but it's really not weird. saying it's but not saying it's, it's bad. It's not. It's not trying to imply. You're still rooting for these characters. I think. I think it is kind of critiquing the overall what Christmas has become, where it's come away from those traditional roots and have become this kind of consumerist thing where we're going to sell mm. people things that is that aren't good for them in the first place. Yeah. 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 No, no, maybe, maybe I, I misread that ending. Maybe the ending is good in that way because it is, it is saying, oh, look how evil Christmas is. But I was thinking, I think if you mix The Thing and Okja and add a big ton of Christmas oh, cool. in it, it would be this. And I felt like the ending <laughs> yeah. was a bit like Okja, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I that's, yeah, I never thought about that. That's it's like really cool, actually, serious. Yeah. You're like rooting for everyone. It's sick. You're like, oh my God. And at the end, you're like, uh, oh, oh, reality. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's reality. Fuck. Maybe I've misjudged the end. The end, actually, when, now I'm thinking about it, it is good because it's actually been like, look how fucked up Christmas is. Exactly. Like, you're pushing it's unusual. Christmas. It's certainly unusual. But yeah. the, the, the Nothing second, I've ever seen before. But the second half still lost me. The second half did slow down. Like, all the horror elements almost went, like, it was tense and then it wasn't tense at all. Like, all the mm. went out the window. But in, like the first, when you see like no, you, no bad guys or anything, I thought it was really tense. And like the the fact that it's set in Lapland, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I mean, it's just, it? very good. Oh, Christmas location, location, location. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the fact they pulled the rug from under your feet because without spoiling, trying to not spoil it, when first meet who you think the antagonist is going to be, and then it kind of pulls the rug under your feet. Mm. That was I dope. Kinda, that was sick. That was 10 out of 10. Yeah, that was hooked. cool. Because that was scared. That was creepy. Mm. And then and then it it did almost lose me. But then I was like, oh, you know what? It's I think it, it almost lost me because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. Yeah. It's the way you, it's the way like, obviously, Coca-Cola and other companies and like, the world has just made us think about elves and Christmas and Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus and like presents and everything. But it's actually just evil, man. It's evil. Christmas it's is true. About, Christmas true. is about just being with your family, being present, eating food. And everyone's made a bit of money and what presents you have. And, like, people go bankrupt on Christmas. And there's also, like, the talk of the money issue that the town mm -hmm. people face when all of their deer 
and their lives sort of go missing, they have no money then. I'm so glad you mentioned that, actually. I'm very glad you mentioned that. I think that really links to um, how in everyday life, like there's pressure of families and individuals buying the best present for everyone. And so many people take out loans on Christmas and they get bankrupt and January comes, everyone's poor. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. Christmas is just supposed to be about eating with the people that you love. Maybe with a tree in your house or some shit and some lights. That's about it. The present stuff is too much anxiety. Makes people poor. It's true. It's gross. <laughs> it's just gross. And then you've got Boxing Day sales, which I think are even more disgusting. You've just had Christmas and yet people are going out spending <laughs> more money. It's so gross. It's so... I really dislike Christmas. Well, at least that aspect of Christmas. Yeah. Um, I love the food and I love the family vibe and the songs and the music and all the fun stuff. But... Yeah. Presence is... That's what it should be about. But Boxing Day is also about, like, the scraps, about for the poor people. Boxing Day is about, like, yeah. the, the, the helpers yeah, the house getting the scraps, what's left over. And that's literally mm. people, the scraps of last year that now they're selling at a slightly discounted price. That way they were going to get rid of it. Not even a lot, just slightly discounted. Slightly, it's slightly. It's all a scam. It's just the shit no one wants. It's just to get poor people to spend more money. Mm. And that's why I loved Rare Exports, is because I think it literally, it was trying to be fun, it was trying to be a kid's film, it was trying to be horror, and it did all of that really well, but it still really hit all the marks on, like, makes you think, like, what the fuck is Christmas today? Yeah, maybe I was a bit harsh on this film. 100%. Not to get too deep on a kid's Christmas film, but... No, but that's, that's kind of why I, I loved that last it. Shot is a good, is about, yeah. yeah, it is a fun adventure, and it would make a good and, kid and movie. And you know it what? Make a good kid. The movie. more I'm mm. thinking about it, it's like a great kids like Christmas movie, but the ending's very dark. But also, actually, the model is bang on because it's not thing yeah. because you can look at him. You, you don't have to look at him and be like, oh, what they're doing is right, but what they're doing is normalized. Yeah, exactly. It's happening yes. in real life. Yes. And if you look at that film at the end and you're like, right, that's fucked up, maybe you need to question how you spend your Christmas and the mor- morals of what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you're doing at Christmas if this is what you can identify with. <laughs> Some sick fucks out there. Mm. <laughs> I would say watch it. Just watch, watch it. it. It's amazing. Scandinavia, Lapland. Come on, Christmas. I, I just exactly. Think, I just think the way it's shot is... Just like why everything's surprising about it, like the acting. You didn't don't expect it to be that good in a Christmas film, and it is. Or the shots, or like mm, the character development. Everything's good. Everything like the mm, aesthetic, it's true. Aesthetic, yeah, it's aesthetic a design. Genuinely yeah. Good movie. The children, the even, children, the children are really good in it as well. Even like the bits of like, I, is this a spoiler by saying there's a bit of? I'm gonna say movie magic. Even the movie magic in the film, like you don't expect it to be like that quality, and it is. Movie magic. I'm trying to think what you're talking about. SFX. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think. Of oh, so okay, yeah, yeah. And considering, like I was saying before, it had the same budget as a uh, Sharknado. It looks by a mile. It's so much better put together yeah. in, in terms of effects. With rare exports, it's also on Amazon Prime, and that's about it. I couldn't no, find it. Anywhere. It's also no. It's also on BFI Player. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. And if you, uh, it's available to buy on Sky Store, YouTube, Google Play, Microsoft, and Apple TV. In fact, you can rent it on Apple TV or for, on Apple iTunes for ninety nine pence, and you can also rent it on Amazon for ninety nine pence. So if you don't have BFI or 
Prime Video, you can rent it for 99p. Bargain. Absolute Christmas bargain. Absolutely. And same with the, the original short films that were based on, that, that this film's based on. They're also both on YouTube as well. Sweet. What are we going to score Rare Exports? Four. <laughs> I'm going with a four. Uh, I would give it three. But what was that? So four plus four plus three is 11. And then 11 divided by three. 3.6. Okay, sweet. Do we oh. round up or down? Leave it at 3.6. No, we can't. We can't have a 3.6 goal. So I just, we're going to have to. That's a round up if it's according to math. I was going to say, I think round up. Yeah, so it's a four. Also, I just realized when I was doing the. This is, this is my problem when I was doing maths and GCC. My working out would be wrong, but I would get the right answer. Um, so most of the time I didn't even write the work, my workings out. But la the last thing I said, three fours are 16 and divide that by three is four. That is so wrong. Four fours are 16. Three fours are 12. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Don't let your bad maths fool you, kids. We, you still start a podcast one day. And also you know, don't... Whole life's ahead of you. Don't trust, don't come to us for anything like that ever again. Yeah, don't this is why we're doing this. Don't come to us for us. And the thing is, we all have phones and calculators. Yeah, that's true. I was looking at it, but I was hoping Kozan would be quicker than my calculator. He said it with such confidence, I believed it. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah, that's same, the, same. This and is, that's this the is moral, it. guys. That's the moral, kids. If you say anything with confidence, we'll believe you. People will believe it. Exactly. I'm excited to spend the break with you guys. I'm going to go get Christmas lights for the dinner decor. Where's Helena? Love you too. Sorry. We shouldn't have let her go back by herself. She's fine. Come on, live a little. No, 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 please, no, no. Some of my roommates are missing. If I were missing, I'd want you to unleash the bloodhounds and track me down. We were at the DKO fraternity last night. Still creating problems, huh, right? I will bring you to your knees. with the wrong sisters. And that was the trailer to Black Christmas 2019, directed by Sophia Takao, who also did the screenplay. So it's it's the Christmas holidays in a at a university. Everyone's getting ready to go home for the holidays, just like in the original film. And the main actress, Imogen Coot, character in the film is Riley Stone starts getting these really weird DMs basically like these stalkery DMs people start stalking the girls and it's sort of like the girls getting back at the stalkers and that's basically what the film is about compared to the original Black Christmas that was filmed in 1974 I say there isn't much comparison apart from the fact that it's in a sorority it's around Christmas and there's some murder 
this film got really, really, really bad reviews everywhere. I think mostly it was like, I think it was rated like 3.3 out of 10. And I'll tell you why. And this is going to make me really happy. The film is basically an anti-incel film. And all the sorry girls are tired of these dickhead boys <laughs> being absolute fucking creeps. And it's basically them fighting back. And that's why it got such a bad review. Because I can imagine all these men on the internet are so angry that this is a, he- a heavy feminist film that they just can't hack it. They just can't. They just don't want to deal with it. And that's why it's gotten such bad views. But I honestly think, even though it wasn't like an amazing horror film, the fact that it didn't take itself too seriously, like there were elements in the film where you could tell that it is a bit of a joke and it's a bit of humour. And that's what made the film so good. And it was really, it was really fun to watch a bunch of girls kick all of these incels' asses. The director, Sophia Takao, really wanted to make this film PG-13 because she wanted, she wanted to, she wanted young girls to be able to, like, have access to horror films and be able to watch them without watching females be objectified and tortured. So she wanted that element of it. And it's why she created such a heavily feminist film. And she was actually accused of putting the gender over plot which is why people are so angry over it because it's just like oh it's nothing like the original black christmas blah 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 blah. it's like fake outrage but when i watched the original black christmas the scariest part of the original one was the fact that all of these girls that lived in the sororities all of their boyfriends were assholes and controlling and one of the main topics in the first black christmas was abortion funnily enough and that was in the 70s which i thought pretty cool to be talking about that at that time i mean it makes sense sort of like you know the rights of their own body so for people to be angry at the new black christmas for being a feminist heavy film i think is bullshit because i think the first one was incredibly feminist like the things they spoke about i think it was more serious just an overall better film in general Sophia Takao's film and version of it is still true to the original to the original sort of like agenda of the film as well you know? You know what I mean? And, like, normally in sorority sorority horror films, like, all the girls are really, like, hot, you know, bodacious bimbos. And here, like, you actually had, like, um, quite a diverse cast. They weren't just all, like, skinny white girls who were really dumb. Like, some, like, some of the cast were, like, really outspoken and quite on sort of, like, um, leftist politics, anti-incel shit. So I think it touched on quite a lot of good points. She's also the first female director in the Bloom House film production oh, to be cool. a director in, I didn't know yeah that. which I think is also it's even more important that she made this film and made it as a kick-ass feminist film I think today young girls watching horror films or all the other horror films that have ever been made women are used as things to be tortured or like as objects and normally you know they're the ones that get killed first and they're the dumb ones and they have all of these stereotypes but Sophia Takao sort of took the old Black Christmas and put a new perspective on it and the and the reason she did that was to make it accessible to young people this film was never made was not meant for the older generation it wasn't meant for like 20 year old incel boys on the internet that really love the old film it's meant for young girls that want to get into horror and they don't want to see themselves be tortured on a screen but actually have them kick ass women on screen i think i think that's what the film is for and Mm. that's why i fucking love it 100 percent. you know the fact that it was pg she wasn't allowed to use blood in the film so that's the thing about being PG-13. Right? She used colour red to symbolise blood. So instead of that, in the film, she uses this black goo to symbolise blood. 
And for her, she was saying in an interview that that represents toxic masculinity in itself. And that these boys that are part of this fraternity, being in contact with that toxic masculinity sort of turns them from humans to monsters. And I just think because it was done in a funny way and a sort of like tongue in cheek way and the film wasn't taking itself too seriously, it just made it really fun to watch. And the ending was just really satisfying. And I and I like its little um its reference to mean girls. Which was the reference to mean girls. When they did their little Christmas dance. Oh yeah, yeah. Very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Now you say that. It was still trying to have But there's a reference to Mean Girls and Exorcist Three. Yeah, Exorcist is free, the heretic. Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the corridor and the lit comes out. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Comes out of the another cool, house, yeah. Another cool fact about this film is that the original director, Bob Clark, of the 1974 one, wasn't involved in the production of the first one, but on the second 2006 one, he was involved with it. And then, obviously, he then passed away in 2007. So... It's almost like the first Black oh. Christmas that he wasn't a part of. Oh, poor Bob Clark. Rest in peace. Poor Bob Clark. What did you guys think of the film? So th- we were working at the cinema together. We actually worked at the same cinema this time when it came out last December 2019. And this film came out of the blue. There was like almost no marketing for it whatsoever. And I remember me and Paolo just looking at each other and being like, this is going to be dog shit. They're, how are they remake? We weren't, we're not that big fans of the first remake. I think we both adore the original film. It's like my... First one's fan. The original's fantastic. My favourite Christmas yeah. film. It's uh, one of the best slash films ever made. Um, fantastic. But, and I remember, but we both looked at each other when this film came out and we were like, no, absolutely not. We're not going to watch it. And then almost like a year... Not because we're incels, it's just because we thought it was going to be bad. We just thought it was going to be another, like, remake of the same film and it's going to be the exact same thing. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, I de- honestly, I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch the trailer for this film. I just looked at the poster and was like, hmm. Yeah, we looked at the poster and I think we saw the trailer and it just looked great. It looked yeah. a bit tacky. Mm. Um, then when you watch it, you're like... The film, the it. film itself was made in about six months. Like, Jason Blum called her and was like, oh, yeah, do you want to make this film? It needs to come out by December. And this was in, like, the spring of 2019. So they, they, this whole film, from start to finish, was made in six months. Rush, very rushed production. That's almost unheard of for, like, a recent studio picture. But, yeah, we watched it because we were thought this is going to be so bad, we're going to laugh at it, look, look at its terrible reviews. And we both, we both loved it. We both think it's great. Yeah, because we watched it first lockdown. And 20 minutes, I was like, damn, this film is actually really good. I'm really mm. annoyed. And then by the end of it, they're literally like smashing the patriarchy. Mm. In, in, like, literally, most, it's so like, satisfying to watch. You literally want to be yeah. there with them, smashing in these like boys' faces that are just, you know. It's so good. Um, and yeah, it's not much like the original. I mean, it doesn't share that much in but why should it if it's the second remake exactly surely credit to the film for doing something not not crazy different but having a different perspective on yeah. it yeah remaking it from a different angle yeah it's almost like Sophia Takao I think I got the same thing from watching the first Black Christmas where even though it was a really scary film and everything what I got from it most was like sort of like that fear of being trapped by a man or like you know is it Olivia Hussey's boyfriend in the film is like 
you're mm. going to keep this baby and you're going to be my wife and da 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 and he almost goes crazy on her in the end. Obviously, I'm not spoiling the old one because everyone's fucking seen it, but she ends up killing him because she thinks he's the killer. And that's sort of just like, I like that she took that from the film and put it in this film. And there's so many talking points about, you know, the day-to-day sort of like danger for women in the new Black Christmas. Like there's one scene where they use a bunch of keys as a weapon, like they put the keys, she puts the keys between her fists and uses it as a weapon. Because mm, she thinks because someone's following her. Po- because it's a ma- no, 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 not because someone's following her. This is she like thought someone was f- what, in the snow. In the beginning, she thinks someone's following her, but she's just on the phone. This yeah. is near the end of this is near the end of the film where everything's going a bit mad and you know, oh yeah, find each other. There's keys that she's like being attacked by one of these people, and there's a set of keys on the floor. She grabs it and uses it as claws, and then you know attacks the guy with it that's right i do and when i saw that i I was like fuck yes talk to any woman you know your mom your grandma your sister your neighbor they have walked down the street at night in fear of a man and they put their keys between their fists i promise you every woman every woman has done that i promise you and i thought that was an amazing thing to touch on all the sort of like fraternity sexual abuse that goes on nowadays that is coming out of all of like the American university fraternity culture, rape and all of that. I just, it just hit every single marker. And as if I watched this as a young girl, I would have, it would have just made me feel empowered. I'm just going to mm. say that. I thought it was great. And it still made me feel like that. Yeah. And even like, the um Sophia Takao specifically picked the n- names of the characters to be unisex so it was like Riley, Marty, Chris, Jesse. Mm, okay. So she really even though like when you look at the poster and it got bad reviews you're going to think it's a shit film but there was so much thought put into the film to make it specifically accessible and relatable to young girls who want to get into horror. Go you man. Go fuck yeah Sophia Takao. I rate you. Thank you for doing that. But it was it was really fun to watch. I watched a ton of after I first watched it, I was in disbelief at how bad the IMDB rating was. Three point three. I mean that is so low. That's so low than so many shit films we've seen. And so I watched a ton of YouTube reviews of people reviewing it, people I respect, people that I subscribe to their YouTube horror channels, whatever. And it's all the same bullshit. Because nearly all of these guys are men. Well, no, they all were. All the I I saw a couple of reviews of women and the women liked it. The reviews I saw of these men, podcasters or whatever, YouTubers, it's all the same bullshit. So they're not, the first, okay, the first Black Christmas, why it's so great in such a feminist movie, it's not even directed by a woman, but it's subtle. Uh, It's not in your face. Mm. The themes are still there. Okay, this is not like a, a spectacle, like incredibly made, incredibly acted movie, but the script is still great. And mm. people oh, it's not true to the first film. It has nothing to do with the first film. But the set, the first remake explored further the story of, like, Billy and the house and why there's a killer in the house. So you already got that. If you're a big fan of the original, you don't want a remake. You don't want a... You don't, it's, that's not what it's about. Because you loved yeah, it so much. You, if you're, you're going to think a remake's just going to... I'm just going to want to watch the original. So I love that it almost has nothing to do with the original. Absolutely nothing. It just takes the concept of being Christmas and sorority into a horror film. Exactly. But all the negative reviews are like, oh, the politics are so in your face. And it's literally, it makes men uncomfortable. And the film should... I'm glad. I'm so happy. This is why I love this film. Some of these conversations... (laughs) Some of these conversations are meant to make people uncomfortable. 
about race. It's meant to make white people uncomfortable because it's not a comfortable subject. Whether it's about uh, the patriarchy and toxic masculinity, it's meant to make men feel uncomfortable. Yes, that's the point because these are uncomfortable subjects. So mm -hmm. it's literally just little fucking wet boys on the internet being like, oh, I don't like the politics of saying all men are banned. And it's so good how it even does one of the one of the boyfriends is like he gets annoyed at the girl within the film and i think it's so good because i've heard people in real life speak like this that's right and he's like yes. that's right he's like it's not all men stop saying all men we're not all rapists come on man and it's like it's perfect because that sums up the all lives matter argument that not all yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not when people say men are trash and obviously they don't mean all men but they're saying men uh, collectively men are trash and then if people get offended men by, need to check other not men. all men yeah it's the same argument but when people say black lives matter and people saying no all lives matter it's literally the same mm -hmm. argument yes. of fighting back of being <laughs> being so uncomfortable you're putting your plane you're like no 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 but it's not attacking every individual it's just saying this problem okay and so that's why i'm sorry all these people i respect dumb dumb um there's so many people i respect on youtube uh that just didn't like this movie and because it wasn't similar to the first one okay great i think that's great the politics were too yeah, yeah. and they weren't subtle sorry this it shouldn't be subtle. we're in 2020 and rape culture Thank you. on account on campuses is a systemic problem and young people are meant to be the most progressive people they say young people are the least racist the least sexist yes and we still have yeah. Problems. We still have all these problems and issues. So I, I go on Sophia. Sophie, is it Sophie Takao? Sophia? Uh, Sophia Takao. Sophia Takao, good on her. She made a great movie. Shout I out, even yeah. went on like IMBD and like I just had to do it. I just had to go on all the reviews. Everyone that reviewed it one star has an insult motive. Like, like this guy was like, it's one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. The character is just so annoying. The story is really different than the original, and she's like. Who also goes, the whole concept about how all women are good and all men are bad is really stupid, in brackets. That's not feminism because feminism is about gender equality and we all know there are good men and good women as well as bad men and bad women. I would hate even if they wrote an opposite story about good men killing bad women because both ways are so generic, boring and wrong. Yeah, perfectly wow. sums up. Wow. Perfectly sums up. Wow. Perfectly, yes, absolutely. That is every absolutely. bad review. You don't need to go, don't look at the reviews. Because that is what every review says. Because they're bitter, they're bitter incels. It's true. It's very one note kind of um, whining. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a white wine. You know what I mean? It's just That's the so Pinot Grigio, darling. Did, did people? <laughs> uh, it's like it's like people coming out. It's like people criticizing Get Out. Being like, oh, not all white people are racist. Not all white people are trying to make that like. What are you talking about? There's a problem, and there's an over-the-top film. To make a point, get over. And it wasn't made exactly. for you. It's not, it's not attacking every white person. Get out was not attacking every white person. Just like this film is not attacking every man. If the boot fits, feel attacked because you are part of the problem. Ooh. That's exactly it. That is. Ex he said. That is exactly he said it. it. That exactly it. There you go. There it's you true. Go. It's true. It's true. So basically, you have to like this film, else you're a bigger. Bro, really. if you don't like this film, <laughs> you need to question your morality. Hmm. Also, <laughs> one of the main the main antagonists being um, like a carbon copy of Jordan Peterson oh, is Jordan Peterson. Oh god, yeah, we mentioned this on the on the second episode. Yes, it is. Even there's a whole scene in where they're in a, a um, 
uh, a lecture hall and they're quoting is it Camilla Peligi mm. who her she's a complete lunatic she's pro-child abuse doesn't believe in uh, rape culture as it is she believes that women have the right to choose whether or not they are and unsurprisingly her and Jordan Peterson actually I think probably Jordan Peterson is a little bit more palatable than Penel Kaligi because at least she isn't turning on her own sisters mm. um but yeah, it's so topical, even with this, like, even though it's rimming on these people. And it's, yeah, very much bubbling away at really important topical things that were happening then and still are happening. Exactly. Um, and were happening 20 years before. It's like, it's like even in the first film, they're getting phone calls by a creepy man saying weird sexual shit on the phone, being really weird, making weird noises. And then this one obviously is 2020. No one has a house phone. Everybody's getting weird dms and like messages and it's the it did have similarities to the first film like in the first film when the girls were going to the cops the cops were just shit didn't believe them they were like don't worry about it it's the same in this film a young girl goes to the cops which is a big thing and it's a big thing spoken about today when young girls go to police or try to you know call out abusers and rapists the police never believe them or nothing's ever done and most of these cases are never dealt with like three percent Probably because they don't 3%, believe it. I think it's, it's too Like, fun. 3% of rapists get, like, fucking um, reported and, like, uh, and charged. And, oh, this, like, even smaller percentage actually get, like, put in jail or something happens. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like that mm-hmm. same conversation again in the film where this young girl is going scared, crying to the police officer. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, darling. She's probably just with her boyfriend. Like, she's probably just doing this. And it's just like, wow. It's just a beautifully made film. Yeah, I think its truths are very self-evident uh, upon reflection of this film. Yeah, great, great movie. Where could you watch it? Uh... Oh, it's on Amazon. So you can watch Black Christmas on Amazon. I, it's a bit peak because it's, you know, four ninety nine. I did pay for it. I had to. I'm but... pretty sure Pretty sure me and Pal, when we watched it, it was free. It was on Amazon really? Prime. But I think it's not anymore. I don't know if it was on Amazon Prime. We... Did we watch it on Amazon Prime? I feel we watched it on... I think it might be on Shudder. Something else. No, it's not on Shudder. It's on Shudder. It's on Now TV and it's on Sky Go to stream. But otherwise, it's like $4.99 on like Amazon, Apple TV or Sky Store. Fair. Well, if you spend a fiver, you know, you're representing the feminist movement. So I think it's a good fiver. Exactly. Support support your female directors. You know, she was the first to do it. Also, yeah, give it it a good review on IMDb. Come on. Give it a good review on IMDb. Let's push back against this incel movement. Yeah, please. We need it. (laughs) Push back. Push back. Push back. Sweet. So what would you guys rate it? Bitch, you know what? Fuck you, incels. I'm going to rate it a five. It needs the good reviews. Uh, I'd give it a four. I'll give it a four, even though I do appreciate uh, the five. Okay. Uh, as much I'm as I four, really four, enjoyed four. the script uh, and the message it was trying to push, it was definitely rushed. And the, the horror, because it was a PG, I get why she wanted to make a PG-13 for more to watch it. The horror yeah. element could have been better. Could have been more. Yeah, it's true. And also, if she didn't want to show female nudity, she could have, I, I, could have at least reverted or subverted the trope and show more male nudity. Uh, I, I feel that uh, uh, she wanted to PG thirteen. No, PG-13. she wanted to PG thirteen. Oh, sorry. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. that's why a, lot of, a lot of the murders are cut as well. Like you don't see a lot of the on. They are. You there see it almost, and then it's blood. not there. Yeah. So I'm sure there were a lot of great deaths in the original cut that didn't make it. Yeah, because even she did say there were around thirty minutes of um, footage that actually got cut from the film because she wanted wow. to make it so PG thirteen. Just. So it was more accessible. Just so it's more accessible. And 
the fact that she even did that in sacrificing her own film just so she can make it accessible. I want to give it a five. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> you did good. 13. Yeah, 13. Oh, oh 4. yes. 4.3. So what? 4.3. So That's another four. To four. Four, four, four. Four across the board. Hey. So what are we doing next episode? <laughs> top of the, not top of the year, but you know what I mean. Best of. Surely, yeah, we, review of 2020. Yeah, review of 2020. So how is that criteria? Is it, so is it films we've seen? Films that came out. No, films that, that came out. Hadn't. No, films that, ca- that came out. Films that came out. Films that came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. And whether it's one where we do another free rep we recommend from 2020 or we just discuss the films we've seen of 2020, the best and the worst. Yes. But yeah, we should it should be a, a review of 2020. Yeah, it should be a review of 2020. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Best and worst. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah, I think yeah. we should do best and worst. Oh. And then we'll come back in the new year with even better content. Even better content. So it's onwards and upwards, really. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to say happy Hanukkah, happy Diwali, happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year from all of us at Ushers of Horror. Stay safe, stay festive. Stay spooky. Absolutely. Most important of all. Peace and love, people. Till next time. Bye. Peace on earth and mercy glory. (laughs) 